Did Charlie text you? Um, he said, I can't wait to twist your fucking nipples, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he gets out of work at 7.15. Oh, okay, it's earlier than I thought. Wow. <clears throat> Lovely. Welcome to episode 29 of Beer and Fear. My name is Zach. My name is Paige. Uh, this episode, we are doing another, uh, I guess, true crime case. Like, we've we've done a couple episodes. I think 11 and 12 were true crimey. Uh, Slenderman was kind of true crimey. We had the 911 stuff to go along with it, which was that cool. That was a little true crimey, yes. Um, so this is about uh, Judith Hawkey. If you're into paranormal and true crime podcasts and documentaries, and there's a billion uh, things you could watch online and on TV now about this stuff, you probably know about this story, Judith Hockey. But if you don't, it's a crazy ass story, um, and it's a it was a fun one to research and talk about and and uh, check out. So, um, but before we get into it, how has your week been? <laughs> Just a face of disappointment. <sighs> because I woke up and saw that my car had been hit. Oh, yeah. That's on right. Monday. Your car got struck by another vehicle. Parked. My fucking parked car. Yeah. Got hit in a parking lot. Yeah, when someone was backing up or pulling in. I think that they were pulling in <laughs> too fast and they mm. bumped into my front um door my passenger Didn't say or my driver's door no no, no nothing. nothing so i posted passive aggressively on our facebook group and said that uh whoever hit me owes me a note mm -hmm. good so i'm pissed as shit about that you didn't uh, make a uh, police report no. i mean the damage isn't i mean the, it's it looks bad but it's not it's it looks bad and it sounds bad but in reality i think if i just find a way to bump it like, if I can, like, find a way to pull the metal piece back yeah. into place, it'll go back to normal. Or yeah. I'll just take it to the dealership and see what I can it's do. It's like a scrape, it looks like. It's not a scrape. I mean, there's a... I can see the visible there dent in there. There is a scrape, yeah. but it's, it like... Just, you, can, you can tell that uh, another vehicle rubbed <laughs> against yours and then caused a dent. You need to also. see it. Like, yeah, I haven't seen it. It's a little yet. bit worse. Oh, boy. Than, like, what you're picturing. I'd be pissed. I am very livid. I'm mm -hmm. not very happy, but then I also am just kind of like, it's a car. Yeah. It wasn't me. Yeah. I wasn't in the car. Yep. I can't afford hospital bills. Thankfully, I can afford maybe a car bill. Hopefully, yeah. it's not too bad. Yeah. The whole thing, the whole thing with this car for me is like, this isn't my lifelong car. So, sure. I'm just going to run it into the ground yep. and then maybe someday get something better. Yep. That's my goal. So, I mean, it's you've had a good run so far. Yeah, I haven't gotten into a single accident mm -hmm. <laughs> just the one time I wasn't driving. Yep. Yeah, not It's not even wood. your fault. It's not even my fault. What the fuck? Well, that's shitty. Um, I'm trying to think. I thought there was something else. Started your job. Right? Well, you were supposed to, and then... I was supposed to, and then the trainer ended up getting sick. Oh, okay. So I haven't started that yet either. <gasps> I think that I'm going to go in next week on Monday 
Um, I haven't gotten an answer yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? Why don't you tell me about your week, buddy? Because you got some news. No, pretty, no, nothing. Okay, mo- pretty, moving on to the beer then. Pretty normal. <laughs> nothing new here. How's your mint plant? I'm sure everyone's very curious oh, yeah. to know. I will uh, post an update, uh, a new picture on that weekly update. I've been I've been watering it a little bit every day, uh, checking it out to see if it's germinating. Um, but it's probably got a, another week or so before I start seeing stuff. I got a cat. There we go. That's the topic <laughs> I was looking for. Uh, I know because I'm taking pictures of her. Sitting in my lap right now. Correctly. Falling asleep, actually. <laughs> Perfect. As we record this her episode. beans are a wiggle-win. So we have a special guest joining us, my cat, my new cat, Kasoda. I brought her home a couple hours ago. And she's loving it. She's just right at home she already knows who she loves most and it's definitely zachary <laughs> um i wanted to wiggle the paws again <gasps> yep making bread in my lap just a paw wiggling good time <laughs> um besides that how are you gonna leave her to go to craft tonight well <laughs> i uh Can she come with <laughs> i bought two bags of uh the wrong cat food mm, good job um, because <laughs> they said she was getting fed this uh, solid gold cat food, and I bought the wrong type of cat food. Mm. She's been eating grain-free cat food, and I got her solid gold that has grain, grain in it. Um, I didn't think it'd be a huge deal, but it's like, you know what? I, I want want to make sure she eats today, Yeah, and uh, I don't want her to be picky. So I re- exchanged a bag because I already, her, had already opened one of the bags. So I exchanged the second bag, mm-hmm. got the right food, mixed them both. So I had to leave for like 30 minutes uh, after I dropped her off. How do you spell her name? K-A-S-O-T-A. So she's just uh, living it up right now, enjoying life. Besides that, nothing new to report. I'm off for five days next week, and I can't oh, wait. Oh, nice. Yeah, We're going to have to spend some time together. Working Saturday, Sunday, and then I'm off for five days. So, Frick, yeah. Uh, I got to go to my mom's and help out. I gotta take my drum set with me, so that's leaving the house next week too. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if I have room somewhere in this Wedding apartment. Wedding cake and maybe yeah. like in your spare bedroom's closet, or get a uh, storage facility. Let's get into the beer. Uh, this is a cool one. Uh, I before I actually start talking about it, I want to get out of the fridge so it does have a chance to warm up a little bit. Um, so unfortunately, I have to move. <gasps> I have to get up. Do it without her noticing, because I'm sure she won't. (laughs) So, this week's beer uh, is by a brewery that we've covered before. It's Mm -hmm. by Pipeworks. Oh, hey. When was the last time we did them? Uh, That was episode 14. Uh, We had Blood of the Unicorn for the Chupacabra episode. Oh. That was your pick, I think. Blood of the Unicorn. Nope. Nope, that was my pick. That was you, buddy. Blood of the Unicorn. Pipeworks Brewing Co. Uh, This time we're drinking Your Brain on Brunch with Coffee. Your brain on brunch with coffee. We already talked about Pipeworks. No reaction whatsoever to that. (laughs) Your brain on brunch with coffee. Your brain on brunch with coffee. And it's, uh, what's the type? It's a milk stout. Milk stout. Mm -hmm. I'm concerned. We'll see how it tastes. Your brain on brunch with coffee. We covered Pipeworks before, uh, like we talked about, uh, so I won't say too much about them uh just a couple highlights they opened in 2012 in chicago illinois 
address 3912 West McLean Avenue. Uh, they're currently providing contact, contactless curbside pickup Tuesday through Saturday uh, if you want to get some beer. On their website, pdubs.net, they got some cool t-shirts for sale. Uh, they uh, actually created a special edition brew called No Save Point in collaboration with Run the Jewels ah! and Cyberpunk 2077. Ah! Uh, why, did I, why did I scream like that? <laughs> ah! Uh, no Save Point is uh, a track that Run the Jewels uh, made yeah. to uh, promote Cyberpunk 2077. And ironically, it's it's like it, to me, it's funny because yeah. uh, uh, save points don't matter because the game will just crash. Yeah, it just crashes all the time. So uh, there's no save point. Pipeworks has a beer uh, in Beer Advocate's top 250 list. Uh, it's called Emerald Grouper. It's an IPA ranked 225 out is of there all a beers. Fish on it. I don't know. Find um, I'm gonna take a little gander. Emerald Grouper. She definitely. It's got, got a score. Her belly shaved. It probably. It's got a score of 99. World class. Emerald it's, Grouper. Yep. It's rotating slash seasonal. I couldn't find it on their website, so it's possibly out of production. It does have a fish on it. Nice. Oh, it got a very very good rating. <clears throat> yes. Uh, you can find them at Pipeworks on Facebook at Pipeworks Bruin. Without the G on Twitter and at Pipeworks Brewing with the G on Instagram. When we did episode 14, Pipeworks didn't have any descriptions of their beers listed on their website. Now they do. So I'm convinced that, ah. they, that they listened to our episode and then changed the whole format of their website. Okay, you know what? You're right. That, yeah. That's You're right. You're definitely not wrong. Happened. So this is the description This is your brain on brunch with coffee. This imperial stout has major swirls of pancake breakfast vibes thanks to maple syrup and the natural mapley flavor of fenugreek spice. Thanks to maple syrup and its mapley flavor. <laughs> this is a new spin on your brain on brunch, okay. our straight maple stout. This time we added roasty unicorn blood coffee from Dark Matter. Overall, this beer is incredibly rich. It's breakfast for dessert. I don't know how I'm going to feel about this, man. <laughs> I don't know either. We're going to Crafted later. I'm trying yep. to enjoy beers. This is going to make me hate beers. No, like, it's not. Are you confident in it? Uh, I, I'm like 50-50 on it. Okay. I don't know if I... What was the score? Uh, we'll get into that. Okay. I like stouts. Um, I know you And do. I know you've, you've become more open to stouts. I'm open to beer in general just because mm -hmm. I feel like it's not fair to judge it based off of what it's called. Right. Yeah. After 29 episodes, uh, we've sort of expanded our palates a little bit. I think me too. So... Um, I think you definitely have because there's some beers that I like that you definitely would not have year before. Mm. Yeah. So this is a milk stout and we recently talked about milk stouts on our last bonus episode. Mm -hmm. um, if you didn't listen to it, you should. Shame it on you. It was really funny. It's like 14 minutes. So it's a quick, quick listen. Uh, but just to recap, there are several different styles of stouts. There's dry stout, oatmeal stout, milk stout, chocolate stout, oyster stout, imperial stout, among others. Stout is dark to black in color. Uh, you got chocolate and caramel flavor and aroma. It's mo present in most stouts. And they have a bigger body to them. I guess that uh, corresponds with the mouthfeel. So like last episode's beer uh, had a pretty big body to it. Uh, not going to talk too much about stouts since we already did. Um, ba -ba -ba. I will talk briefly about hops versus malt or mar malted barley. I think we may have touched on this in a previous episode, but I, I honestly can't remember. So this is from 5280.com, 5280.com. Hops 
It's the, uh, it says the historical use for this dried relative of the cannabis plant was to preserve beer during transportation to help prevent spoilage. Once brewers realized that hops had other benefits, it became the choice of brewers everywhere. There are two types of hops. There's bittering hops, which do as much as the name implies, and aroma hops, which add more of a pungent citrusy flavor and are usually significantly less bitter. Hop varieties are chosen for the style of beer they are being used in. And then there's malts. Malt, malt refers to several things associated with maltose, or malt sugar. In the case of beer, malt adds sugars for fermentation and generates most of the flavor, like nutty honey malts or spicy rye malts. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm enamored. Enamored with this cat. Beers like IPAs are generally more hoppy, and beers like stouts are generally more malty. This beer is a spin on Your Brain on Brunch, which is another imperial milk stout without the coffee. Um, Your Brain on Brunch has a score of 93, outstanding, hmm. on Beer Advocate, ranked 6,914 overall. This is an imperial milk stout with maple syrup, coffee from Dark Matter Coffee, fenugreek, which is a herb similar to clover, uh, vanilla, lactose, and cacao nibs. <laughs> this is nibs. nibs. This is 10.5% ABV, unknown IBU or SRM, mm -hmm. no score on Beer Advocate. I love that. Again, no rankings or ratings. Do we need to switch over to untapped? No comments or reviews. Nothing. Absolutely nothing on this beer. No comments, no reviews, no anything. Um, I think this is a relatively new beer within like the last couple months. She's licking the couch. If not, if not last month. Oh, there she goes. She figured it out. <laughs> uh, I looked on untapped. Um, I think it said like February something. Um, this beer may have come out. The TV. I'm not for sure on that. February, February what? February like 20-something. So oh, it's pretty new. That is new. I think it's new. Uh, as far as I know, it's new. So but, stouts are supposed to be warmer, right? Um, it's, it doesn't, it's not in the lager family. Oh, okay. So ales are generally enjoyed at a slightly warmer temperature than okay. you would a lager. So yeah, that's yeah. why I took it out of the fridge early. But I'm going to go get it. Geeky. Hello, cat. Wow, you really are obsessed with grooming yourself. Yep. She's going at it. Your brain on brunch with coffee. I really like the can art, but also I'm hungry, so the Very pancakes cool. aren't helping. Yep, stack of pancakes with butter, and then you've got a French press uh, pouring some coffee all over. Making a mess. Did it say what it was good with? Uh, no. This website did not. Uh, well... Remember milk stouts we talked about on the bonus episode? It was like Mexican mole mm -hmm. and like sharp cheddar cheese. That was just that one specifically, though. Well, no, that was uh, stouts. Was it stouts? In general. Milk stouts in general. No, because that was from craftbeer.com oh. that described the style. So. Oh, man. Mine Ooh. is. I could smell that all the way back here, and I got some on my finger. It smells like uh, immediately stout mixed with syrup. Yeah, I can Maple smell syrup. that all the way over here. Also, that felt like uh, two in the pink, one in the stink. <laughs> the, the <thumb>. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm it? getting breakfast right now. Yeah, you didn't eat today, so start with breakfast. I don't think I'm going to like this. It kind of smells like French toast. Well, I guess they got, that's the pancake. They got that. Do not spill any on the cat. <laughs> This looks like tar. Yeah, it's... Uh, black tar it's heroin. Pitch black, like a lot of the uh, the more recent beers we had. Like the bonus beers. This smells so strongly. Take a quick egg. photo. 
Yeah, you said you don't like it. I don't like it either. Your cat and I are in agreement. I mean, we can describe it. It's just, I'm scared. Uh, maple syrup and stout. Wait, wait, what we said. Yeah. <laughs> it's like dark. It is, we said the, everything yeah, already. Very careful with it, Clink. That's why I let you come to me. Ooh. This is cool. I didn't drink it. I was too scared. I know. <laughs> you know what? It's. <laughs> Maybe your problem is because you haven't eaten anything today, but... Um... I don't know, man. <sighs> oh, boy. Very, th- very thick. Um, it's very stouty. It's a stout. Um, but it's... <laughs> like you're trying to get another sip, but your body's not letting you. You're being real dramatic over there. Ooh. I don't hate it. <laughs> it's good. Thick, yeah, thick body. It tingles a little bit on the oh, finish. Oh, boy. Um, but up front, it's, it's like that... I'm drinking black coffee with maple syrup poured into it. That's what it's like. Yeah, but up front, um, you get the, the little bite of the stout. Um, it's very smooth to swallow, though. Mm-hmm. There's like no taste when it gets past the tip of your tongue. It's like syrup while it's in your mouth. You taste the maple syrup and I guess a little bit of maybe butter. It's way too rich for me. The coffee is on the finish. It kind of lingers. You get um, the aftertaste of coffee in your mouth. I enjoy the smell. I think that's very pleasant. It honestly makes me think of breakfast. Like, And that's like my favorite meal of the day. Yeah. But this is taste-wise... Uh, I would honestly, I would honestly probably stop now. Like I, I sipped it and like I'm good because I tried it, uh-huh. but now I can't. It's boozy too. It's ten point five. Oh, it is so. ten point five. Mm-hmm. Thank God you're driving. Um, yeah, it's breakfast in a beer in a can. I don't dislike it. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah, I wouldn't get it again. I would not. I mean, uh, very, and I'm not going to finish this. Yeah, this v- is very ooh. similar. Uh, I think very similar to our our bonus episode. It's just too rich. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. But I will say that this one was actually um, more flavorful Mm. in comparison because the other ones, it was literally just peanut butter. Like more depth of flavor? Like mine was peanut butter. Yours was literally just like s'mores chocolate. Mm. Yeah. So I'm saying like this one has different layers of flavor to it. So it's got the coffee and it's got the brunch and pancakes and butter or whatever <laughs> but you can kind of taste those yeah you actually get like the actual flavor of everything rather than it being too much of one thing i'm surprised that their uh normal version of this uh got such a high score uh, you think with, the coffee one w- would be better without the coffee yeah i don't i'd be interested to see what um what those same types of people would rate this one if it would be better or worse i have to wonder because i it's it's probably more mellow. Wow, you really like it. I I enjoy it. It's uh it's interesting. It is not for me, my dude. I can appreciate the can art though, and I appreciate the smell. I just don't think I'm a big fan of stouts. Even though I'm open to trying them, I just don't think that they're for me. Yeah. They're, they're too uh, thick. Malty. Very yes, malty. Much too malty. And I don't like I don't like malts. Malty and sweet. I don't like malt candy. 
So mm. I definitely don't like malt beers. Milk stout. So, yeah, lactose and sugar in it, too. So very sweet, very bold and uh, boozy. And It's definitely bold and... You know what? Honestly, yeah, boozy. I can't. I can't describe it in any other way. And honestly, that should be the name of a soap opera. Bold and boozy. Yeah, because you know how they have the bold and the beautiful. <laughs> My mom used to watch it. Actually, I think she still watches it. <laughs> the bold and the boozy. Yeah, the bold. And it's the, boozy. the same show, but everyone's fucking plastered. It's the same <laughs> show, but it's just yeah, everyone shit faced. <laughs> like, all right, everyone, run the same thing, but after six shots. Good times. Uh, we'll rank this real quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, are you comfortable? Because you've got him sitting on, like, the corner of the couch. You're ridiculous. I'll have you know. Oh, my goodness. You absolute hoe. Anyways. So you said you're just going to read from the thing that I... It's so just easier. I, uh, it, it talks about it in there. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about it, um, but the... The documentary series, uh, Evil Lives Here, Mm -hmm. is where I got all of this information. Yeah, I saw that right Um, there. I was trying to look up articles online. Most of the articles had a lot to do with recent information regarding Judith, um, Mm -hmm. her court hearings and her bail and how long she's going to be in prison. um, But they didn't talk about the whole story. It was very hard to find an article that talked about everything. Mm -hmm. Um, My coworker... Actually, uh, she watches this show sometimes, and she mentioned this story. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember hearing about this on another podcast, another crime podcast that I listened to. Um, so I figured it'd be fun to cover, and I knew she had talked about it, so I checked out this show, and here we are. Hmm. So Zach did all the research because he thinks I'm incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he, he was like... Um, Hey, Paige. Hey, Paige. That's what you sound like. Hey, Paige. (laughs) This smells like coffee. It does. It smells like pure coffee. Um, You're like a Boy Scout. You're always prepared. That's what it is. Try. Honestly, I don't. um, Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do any of the research anyways. That's good. That's okay. I I figured it'd be easy for you to, you know, help you out and you don't have to go digging around and trying to find shit. What a good best friend. You're welcome. You're so helpful. Mm Mm-hmm. Our next topic is going to be a total pain in the ass. Is it? Yeah. Oof. Anyways, um, so Zach said uh, he got all this information from Evil Lives Here, um, which is the TV series. I'd never watched it. Have you? Nope. Did you watch it? Just that one episode. Did you watch that episode, though? Yeah, I watched the whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Man. I didn't even ask if you wanted to watch it. Oh, it's Time fine. Time. It's okay. We can watch it after if you want. But yeah, that's fine. My brain's on food right now. I'm like, I really want poutine. I'm pretty hungry, too. Yeah, me too. Um, So it says, let's see. This story begins with four-year-old Corey. I don't even know how to pronounce their last name. Um, It's, I think it's Brinegan. Brineger. Brineger. Because there's an N-I-N. Yeah, let me see it again. It's very Um, unfortunately spelled. I think it's Brineger. 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 I'm just going to call them by their first names. Yep. And his father, 28-year-old Robert Brininger, in the town of Mark Center, Ohio. Uh, Corey said that he has only told about 85% of this story and that there are some parts he will never talk about, which leaves me curious. Because I'm like, what all happened, my dude? Uh, Corey's biological mother isn't mentioned in any of the articles or interviews. Uh, Corey describes his father as being hardworking and his protector. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have a 
time frame. There is a date in there. I think the one of the first bullet points, the story starts in the year. Mm-mm. Let me see. I'm not crazy. I don't see a date. Huh. I wonder if I uh, neglected to update that. Well, I, I remember uh, it. I thought I added it, but I guess I didn't. Um, Corey was born in 93. Mm-hmm. So this would take place in 97. Four, five, six, seven. He's four. His father's 28. So 1997 is when this takes place. Okay. So in 97, he begins seeing Judith? Right. Okay. All right. So uh, Robert begins seeing a woman, 30-year-old Judith Hockey, in 97. Uh, the two begin dating, and Robert tells his son, Corey, that they're going to meet his new girlfriend. Corey initially liked Judith. Judith, He thought she was funny, and she volunteered to watch Corey while his father was at work in place of hiring a babysitter. His father was off on the weekends, and Corey would frequently stay with his grandparents. <clears throat> when his father did work, his shifts alternated between working days and nights. Corey explained that once his father dropped him off at Judith's and left for work, Judith became an entirely different person. Uh, Judith had a daughter around Corey's age. Her name, uh, I believe her name, was Emily. I think so. Not sure. Judith would tell Corey to go upstairs and play with Emily, but that Emily's closet was off limits. Uh, when the two would play in the room upstairs, Emily would tell Corey to go get in the closet, sometimes forcing him in there. Uh, she then would yell uh, for her mother and tell her Corey was in the closet. <laughs> Bruh. Judith would discipline Corey by grabbing him and spanking him, usually with a belt. Afterwards, he was not allowed to talk, eat, or play with anything else. She would tell him not to tell his father anything that happened once he came home to pick him up or there would be consequences. At this point in the interview, Corey explains that he still can't explain why he couldn't tell his father and why he felt the need to please her for whatever reason. Uh, Corey's father moves in with Judith and the two marry shortly thereafter. Do you have a year? Um, well, I think around this time he is, uh, it's somewhere between uh, him being four and the age of 10. So uh, maybe a couple of years pass. I don't know. It, it was really foggy with the dates. Didn't mm. really specify. Okay. But, um, yeah, with, and I knew with uh, this episode too, just like episodes 11 and 12, um, when whenever we do true crime stuff, there's, I mean, it's a story. The whole thing's a story. So when we try to split it up, one person does a background section, one person does the story, <laughs> there's not a whole lot uh, to cover with the background. So um, that's just the introduction to um, how this whole story kind of starts. Um, I just wanted to give you enough information to talk about without having to go into the, the story, the mm-hmm. whole, um, what is it, the meat and potatoes? Meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. So talking about food. God, I'm sorry. Me too. So this is sometime uh, between the ages of four and ten. Uh, shortly after Robert moves in, uh, Judith would go around telling everyone that she wished to adopt Corey. She'd record him on video on several occasions and ask him questions like, am I a good mommy or a bad mommy? Where he'd answer, good mommy. Oh, that's creepy. Or are you happy here? Where he'd answer, yes. Wow, forced to say things. Yep. Creepy. Judith was always nice to Corey when his father was home with them. When he wasn't, Judith would often choke or spank Corey for no reason. Mm. Sometimes the bruising was so bad he was forced to lay in a bathtub of ice. Judith would hold his head underwater, and Corey passed out on several occasions. 
Judith would revive him by beating him. Corey would tell his grandparents that he wanted to live with them instead of with his dad and Judith. Judith caught wind of this and told Corey shortly before leaving for his grandparents' home that when he got back, he would tell his dad that his grandfather hit him with a belt. <gasps> After this day on, he no longer had any communication with his grandparents. One day, while Corey was at school, a teacher approached him and asked why he was wearing a long-sleeved turtleneck on a warm day. He wore it to hide the marks and bruises and refused to roll up his sleeves or roll down the collar per the teacher's request. Around this time, Judith now began turning his father against him. She'd tell Corey to start acting out, run around the house, break items, yell and scream, etc. After some time, it felt like Judith had manipulated his father as much as she did Corey. Mm. One night, Judith told Corey to fill a mug up with water and pour it on his father while he was sleeping. Mm. His father was extremely upset and even told Corey he wished he were never born. <gasps> Judith seemed delighted by this told Corey it seemed his father just didn't like him, and she actually began treating Corey nicer. Corey couldn't understand why Judith wanted his father to hate him. Fast forward a couple years, and Corey is now 10 years old. Judith pulls Corey aside and tells him, this is uh, this will be, uh, 2003 mm -hmm. now then, um, I think 2003, Judith pulls Corey aside and tells him that his father is dying of brain cancer. She said it was terminal and inoperable. Corey wondered why his father hadn't told him anything. Judith said his father didn't want him to know. Mm -hmm. She also told him that his father had a plan for taking care of the family after he's gone. Judith told Corey that his father wanted him to kill him mm -hmm. and make it look like an accident so the family could collect the life insurance money. She instructed him to ask his father to learn how to hunt so that his father could teach him how to shoot. His father seemed proud of his son for his interest in something like hunting. He taught him how to use a rifle and showed him how to load and unload it. Uh, Corey says in the interview at this point, this was the last time he had a good time with his father. However, Corey was too afraid to load the firearm. As much as he knew he had to follow through with what Judith told him, the last thing he wanted to do was hurt his father. The two return home, and Judith is furious that Corey didn't follow Judith's orders. A couple days go by, and Corey finds Judith waiting for him at his bus stop after school. She tells him that today is the day. His father was home sleeping, and Corey was to go in the laundry room, retrieve the gun, shoot him, and then call the police and tell them it was an accident. Meanwhile, Judith leaves for her mother's home. Corey grabs the gun, goes into the room, raises the gun at his father, and pulls the trigger. Nothing happens. The gun clicks. In his interview, he says he began to panic. He thinks maybe the gun is broken and he won't have to go through with it. He is also reminded that Judith will likely beat him if he doesn't go through with it. He raises the gun again, still thinking it's broken, pulls the trigger again, and it fires. Uh, court records actually indicate that Corey realized that after the gun didn't fire the first time, he needed to cock it. Uh, he then does so, and then the gun fires. So there's a little bit of um, disconnect there mm -hmm. as to what actually happened. And I actually have um, another piece of supplemental information uh, that I'll talk about at the end, which is also interesting. Um, so Corey calls 911. Mm -hmm. Officers try to console Corey, and Judith arrives on scene visibly shaken up. After responders leave, Judith tells Corey to quit crying. 
Corey thought he'd have to keep this secret forever. He thought if Judith found out he ever told someone, she'd probably kill him. The day after he passed, Judith was on the phone with the insurance company trying to collect the check. She received approximately half a million dollars from his life insurance. Judith then goes on a shopping spree, purchasing new furniture, new cars, etc. The beatings slowed down, and life, unfortunately, in Corey's words, got a lot better for him. Judith eventually attempts to buy Corey's silence. She buys Corey a sports car, and Corey enjoys cleaning, the sh- cleaning and shining the car, thinking of the day when he'd finally get his license and leave for good. But Judith knew. When Corey turned 16, she sells the car. Mm. However, her control over Corey began to slip. As he grew older, he began to rebel. One day, following a confrontation between him and Judith, he finally decides that it was the last straw and runs away to a friend's house. The family agreed to let him stay, and Corey thought his hardships were over. This is now 2012, 2013. Um, So 10 years have gone by. Uh, One day... Wait, hold on. No, because he was 10. 10 He was 10 in 2003. I don't know. He's older. He's not 16 yet. (laughs) I couldn't get the years from all this. It was a lot of math. One day... Judith finds Corey hanging out with a friend and asks him when he's coming home. When he responds that he's never going back, Judith threatens to release alleged secret audio and video recordings of Corey killing his father in his sleep. Corey's stress and guilt becomes too much for him to bear, and he begins questioning everything, like whether or not his father was ever actually sick. Mm -hmm. He attempted suicide 27 times. Damn. And he felt trapped. During his senior year of high school... Corey encounters the same detective he spoke with the day after his father was killed, and he knows immediately what this was about. In his English class, he and the other students were given an assignment to write about something that no one else knew about. The assignment would be for the teacher's eyes only and no one else's. Corey decided to write about the events that had been taking place over the past several years. Corey explains everything to the detectives and asks when he's going to jail. They tell him that it wasn't his fault and that Judith is the one they're after. A few months later, Judith Hawkey was arrested. She was convicted of aggravated murder, insurance fraud, and child endangerment and received a life sentence without the possibility of parole. Mm, Good. The biggest weight was lifted from Corey's shoulders. However, a few years later, she was suddenly granted a retrial on appeal. The court was concerned that the evidence proposed was circumstantial. It was mostly his word against her word, since so much time had passed since the incident. But Corey was determined to prove she was guilty yet again. All of a sudden, Corey was informed a plea deal had been reached and that there was not going to be another trial. Mm. She entered a guilty plea, but it was an Alford plea, which essentially means the defendant pleads guilty, admits the jury would find her guilty based on the evidence, but still claims to be innocent. Judith was sentenced to 10 years for involuntary manslaughter, Mm. including the five she had already served. She will have served all of her time in March 2023. Corey is concerned for her release and is worried about his safety as well as his own son's. Corey understands his number one priority is to protect himself and his son. He wishes to be the dad to his son that his father didn't get the chance to be to him. Mm, That's sad. Very sad story. 
but that's that's where that ends. Uh, she's still in jail. Um, it was uh, dropped down from aggravated murder to involuntary manslaughter, which mm. I don't understand. I don't get that at the all. The fact that she only received 10 years, I don't understand. Um, I think it's bullshit. She deserves to rot in prison for this. Um, the documentary episode is very emotional. If you decide to watch it, it's pretty much a play-by-play of what we talked about. Um, it's about 40 minutes or so. Uh, you can catch it on Hulu if you're a premium subscriber or wherever else they've got it. I don't know. Um, but <clears throat> what I wanted to do was uh, try to get the 911 call for this. Um, I was unable to receive it in time. Um, I actually submitted a uh, Freedom of Information Act request. And um, you can actually do this for any, I guess, any government agency. If they have information that's uh, publicly available, um, you can submit a form. Generally, they have a form available, and you can submit a request to receive copies of it, um, whether it's documents, audio recordings, video recordings, whatever. Um, they have the right to redact information, certain information, under the Freedom of Information Act, uh, but they will send you stuff upon request. So I, I uh, uh, emailed the Defiance County uh, sheriff's office, mm-hmm. uh, actually their 911 uh, director, and he got back to me. I requested the 911 call and a complete readout of the uh, CAD ticket notes, so like the computer notes that the dispatcher was putting in when they were taking the call. Um, they didn't have the 911 audio because, again, this was from 2003. It's been forever since then. Uh, but they did send a copy of the uh, CAD ticket notes, and I'll, if you want to read that, it's pretty interesting. There's some jargon in there that might not make sense, but the paragraph is the main bit of information in that. Hmm. So the information in this CAD ticket, I won't read the whole thing. Um, I'm not going to post this online either. You can request it if you'd like, but um, it it is kind of the same deal, the same sort of story. The only difference being um, the call taker wrote that uh, they were going to go hunting. They had the gun out, didn't know there was a bullet in the gun, and he shot himself in the head. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't know if that's what Corey told the dispatcher if, if something got lost in communication there, but that's that's what the notes say. Um, it said his mom, Judith, went to his grandma's house, which she did. Um, Judith was in contact and advised, and then they, they get on scene and shows time stamps for everything. Um, you can request it if you'd like, uh, we're not going to post it, anything like that. Um, it would have been cool to get the 911 audio, but I was referred to like six different people. Mm-hmm. They kept forwarding me to different people. It's like, you need to contact this person. No, you need to contact this person. I don't know why you're contacting me. You should be contacting this person. So there's a lot of run around. I, I don't know if I will Sounds like a pain it. in the tuchus. Yep. But, um, that's that. I feel like this is going to be a short episode. <laughs> Probably like 30 minutes. (laughs) That's okay. Um, uh, I don't have any more to add uh, from this. Um, You can look online. If you just search Judith Hockey, you can see uh, the articles that talk about her charges and court sentences and when she's going to be released and all that stuff. But uh, I, I urge you, if you want a little more information, check out that episode from Evil Libs here. I think it's season seven, episode one, which was just released in January. Um, 
and it tells the whole story. It's pretty emotional. Um, it's quite a insane thing to think about. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's all I got. What did you think of the beer, sir? Hi, kitty. I was trying to like, not necessarily ramble, but like stretch, I'm trying to stretch, stretch this out a little bit. Yeah, stretch this out. Beer was, uh, I'm not going to finish this either. It's too rich. It smells like maple syrup and coffee. Purely. It tastes like stout. Looks like black tar. Looks like cold brew coffee. It's not bad. I think I drank two sips. Yeah, it's just, there are so many other beers that I would put uh, ahead of this. It's just too much. Um, If you check out our beer list, bit.ly slash BAF list, you can see where this beer ranks with the other ones. Um, I only put, I think, two beers below this. I think, Paige, you did also. So my question is, what was the connection? Oh, um, uh, Judith told Corey that uh, his father had brain cancer. Ah. Your brain on brunch with coffee. Yep. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm not a fan. I took like two sips. Um, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Uh, like I could try it and be like, oh, wow, that's good for what it is. But I wouldn't <laughs> drink the whole can. Yeah. It's just too much. It is a lot. Um, yeah, and I went to Benny's.com and I searched brain. There were a few other beers that I was uh, thinking about picking. There was one by a brewery that uh, we hadn't tried before. It was some grapefruit-flavored thing. Why didn't you get that one? Oh, because uh, I thought this one would be uh, interesting, which it is. It's very interesting. I've, ne- I've never had a breakfasty coffee syrupy beer before. That's true, me either. There's a lot of breakfast beers out there, and they seem to get very high ratings. I don't get it. There's like such an overall appealing like rating for stouts, and I don't... Like uh, Goose Islands. Yeah. That one was ranked you know, within the top... What, I'd say 20? Yeah. 40, whatever it was. So, I don't know. People really seem to like the style of beer. Um, I like stouts. I think if I'm going to, if I have a preference though, I would just, I mean, I would put Guinness above this, honestly. (laughs) It feels bad to say uh, this is not a bad beer, but I prefer just neutral, regular stouts. I follow you. Um, It's just a lot. It's a whole lot of flavor. Yep. It's cool because it's like, oh, wow, how'd they get these flavors into one beverage? And then it loses its interest really quickly. It's like, oh, great. It's more. They put actual uh, coffee in here. So, Mm -hmm. Well. Um, Well. uh, Beerandfearcast at gmail.com. Any any emails you want to send us. We need one more story for Frights and Flights. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit. Uh, We've got Paige's Pet Picks. We've got. Uh, my plant picks. We will have a Casota pick um, by the time you listen to this. And um, all of our beers uh, that we drink on the show, we try to post on there as well. Shout out the brewery. Give a little mention, a little blurb, whatever. Uh, so you can follow that to check those out. You saw the cactus that I got, right? No, I didn't. I sent what? you a picture of the cactus I got. You it was didn't. a picture of me with him in front of me, and it said, My son. I don't remember that at all. Oh, hey, I got a cactus with a really cute planter, and Chelsea helped me name him. His name is Prick. Prick. Yeah. Good name. I get it. Yeah. No, I didn't see that at all. I don't... Oh, I'll send it to you again. Okay. He's hanging out in my entertainment center. Nice. I really hope that uh, mint grows. Me too. And uh, I will put some in my drinks, but I also don't trust 
uh, a mint plant uh, sitting on a cat tree no. with a cat in the house now. Nope. That thing is going to get annihilated. Yeah, cats and plants don't mix well. Cats and mint especially. Yeah, be careful there. Um, so. Anyways, we'll 